Hi, uh, welcome to Christopher Durang's Actors Nightmare, a theater podcast. I am Joelle Woodson. Hi, I'm Patrick J. Riley. This is the show. show. Yeah, this is it. Welcome. Yeah, we're so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here too. Pat, what's going on? How are you? Oh, I'm, uh, well, I'm alive. Do you know what I I just realized? We don't have like a, we don't have like a tag. You know what I mean? Like a, like a, like, hey, uh, you crazy kids. Um, this is the show where you get all the information that you didn't know you needed about theater. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, the fuck here's some think. thoughts about people who are technically doing it. <laughs> the theater. <laughs> yeah, here's some thoughts about theater. Yeah. Um, we don't have a thing. We don't have a thing. Here, uh, here's our, here's our theme song for theater. Um, and then I'm just going to put Newsies in. I almost put Newsies in the first episode. Oh, my God. When, uh, when I said, you want to hear some news? I was, I was going to put in, now's the oh. time to seize the day. And then I decided that it sounded too corny. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I just don't like Newsies. So. Who you know likes- what? I'll put it in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him, a little, give him a little clip. Now is the time to seize the day. Yeah, this is, the, this is a show about theater. Uh, we yes. talk about theater news. We yeah. make jokes about theater actors. Um, yeah, we talk about acting. Yeah, observations. Uh, uh, I spent the I spent the day uh, rereading two August Wilson plays. Oh my gosh, um, which which ones? I actually, that's really weird that you said that because I thought last night that I wanted to revisit. Yeah, that it was literally that. It was I. I got into an IBDB ID. International Broadway database. There nope, we go. Not, not the one. Yeah, it's International Broadway database. I got into that. Like, I got into like a little bit of a rabbit hole, and I was just, I was looking up uh, all the, all the August Wilson plays I loved. I want to see how long they ran, and then I found out like a bunch of them that like I considered, like <laughs> hits in my mind of like, oh mm-hmm. god, everyone loves King Headley, the second. Uh, it didn't run very long, which is it surprising. Did it did not. I was in in high school the august wilson citywide competition it was when they renamed i forget what the original name of theater was but when they named the august wilson theater that year they did a citywide competition i think it was what was Uh, the the guild or something like that yeah you remember it a little bit no i just i just googled it i'm sorry oh you googled it i did yeah i did did. i was i was part of the competition that's amazing yeah I did a monologue from King Headley um, as Stool Pigeon. I remember. Can you do it right now? No, I don't fucking remember a word of it. <laughs> I remember. I remember it very weirdly because it was. It was. I was very excited that I was because it was where Jersey Boys was already open, um, mm-hmm. and it was playing there. I think or Jersey Jersey Boys had just opened, and um, so the theater was like all Jersey Boys stuff, and I really didn't like Jersey Boys, but it was just fun to be in a Broadway theater and I got to perform on a Broadway stage. That's amazing. Um, and you know I, that that is the first Broadway show I've seen. Oh God! Was Jersey Boys? That. It's Jersey Boys at August in, in the or, August or was theater. it me in high school performing uh, a monologue from King Henry II? It, you know what? It's it's such a blur, and I remember just one lonely kid, pimply kid, up on stage. Um, oh, then that doing... wasn't me because I was the loud one who everyone went. <laughs> Why is there a white kid in the August Wilson? Conference? Yeah, I'm. I, that's really what I, I'm. I've been skirting around the issue. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, say it because it. it was weird. It was very weird. It yeah. was. It was this thing. 
I so my high school we did a yeah. lot of August Wilson because I went to a high school where um it was mostly primarily like Latino and black. Like I I was the whitest kid there and I'm half Puerto Rican. So like that's that's how that's that's what that says about where I went to school. <laughs> so it was like a thing of like we did a lot of August Wilson and it just got to a point where like it was I because re- we did a lot of production. So like we I did True West um as like almost a trade-off where they're like, all right, we're going to do piano lesson this year. We're doing piano lessons and seven guitars. So that's in that two, two plays Pat cannot be in. And uh, so <laughs> I guess we'll give him and Ray, who Ray was this uh, very light skinned Puerto Rican kid. I went to school with, oh, we'll yeah. let him and Ray do West uh, true West. And then uh, that'll be their trade-off. I remember a joke. My, my buddy, James, uh, James Harris, who, we went to high school together. Um, he starred in Piano Lesson. I forget the name of the character. He starred in Piano Lesson. Mm-hmm. And we had this, because we built this staircase. And I knew they were I knew they were rehearsing in the theater. And I got to the top of the staircase. And in the middle of the scene, where there's supposed to be the ghost, uh, the, the ghost noise, yeah. I came down the stairs. And I went, I'm the ghost of a of a of a oh fallen God. Confederate soldier. I'm just here oh to say God. sorry, everybody. My bad. <laughs> and I got in so much fucking trouble. You did that during your show? I, no, 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 no. Okay, this is during okay. rehearsal. This is not even like a tech rehearsal. This was like a rehearsal on a Wednesday at like six in the afternoon. Good they were just, they were just they the set the set was being built as they were rehearsing, and it was the moment where this they're like the someone read out. Uh, we hear the music, uh, like the, we hear chills in the air for the ghost. And then I came down the stairs. I was like, oh boy, I'm so sorry for everything. And man, James, every time I see him, he always brings that up. He's a, he's a good guy. He just started doing stand up for the first time in his late twenties. And he just keeps telling me like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all these club, uh, club comic stuff like that. And all I got to do is pay $5 for open mics. I'm like, buddy, he, <laughs> oh, yikes. that's a fucking nightmare, man. Also, he trying to Have get you me seen to go him? Is, is he any good? Have you seen him? No, I haven't seen him because I'm not going to go to those open mics because I'm an adult man who does comedy, not a child. <laughs> I'm not going to pay money to do stand up. Oh, wow. I've do- I've already paid thousands of dollars doing stand up. <laughs> anyway, comedy man is what? So, uh, so the, the, the yeah. um the place I read last night, I reread King Headley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um I skim through Radio Golf. I love that you do. You, do you own a copy of Radio Golf? Yeah, I saw the original production. Wow, I think I think yeah. you might have brought that up last week. Um, Maybe you might have. It's not bad. I like it. I think people think it's his lesser work. I think they they do. I mean, it sick. is sort of right. It's 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 sort of like the last dwindle. It's in the it's in his twilight years. For people who don't know, it's his last yeah. his last play. It's his last play. It opened. I think he died before it opened, or it opened yeah. and while he was running, he it, he died while it was running. He was very sick. He had he had cancer towards the end and I, I definitely feel like if he was not as sick he probably would have given it a few more runs um and i think it was very inspired by um the politics of the time you know yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy 100%. it's crazy that he wrote a play essentially about barack obama three years before barack obama became right. Barack obama right you know yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. just wrote a play about a young black politician um trying well, to change it, a neighborhood it's sort of like this prophecy right like that that was sort yeah. of like the last play of his um century cycle mm-hmm. and it's sort of it's it's definitely the whole sort of chart of 
contemporary black history that would you know lead up to this sort of messiah figure a la barack obama um that you're right it came true yeah. he knew yeah so yeah the character of aunt esther who mm-hmm. we didn't totally look up and i cut out two minutes of while we sat around going, <laughs> uh, uh. She's, she's mentioned in most of these yeah um she's also in a few of them i forget which one she's in a few of them of but she's kind of like so... the she's the ancestor you know mm-hmm. she's yes. the, the ancestral character that is like yeah. the over kind of like the guardian angel is a horrible way to put it but she's like the spirit the overarching spirit throughout the whole cycle yeah i have it right here so um <laughs> pull it up Brad. I'm sorry. So she is in Gem of the Oceans, which is the first of the cycle. Mm-hmm. I think it's the third play he wrote in the cycle, but because yep. he wrote them out of order also. Yes. Um. So, yeah, because I mean, honestly, I think it's a, the first one he wrote, Jitney, wasn't on Broadway until like two years ago or three years ago now. Um, But he wrote that one in the 70s. And that one, I think, plays, takes place in the 20s, mm-hmm. which is. So many numbers and very confusing, but uh, yeah. So she's she's the main character in Gem of the Ocean, uh, and then she's also in Two Trains Running. Yep. Um, and then she dies in King Headley, and a lot of the and there's a there's a plot the subplot of in Radio Golf that they're trying to they're going to demolish and redevelop her house, and um, oh, they're trying amazing. to stop that. Yeah. So it's very interesting, but it's. I just I, I was just reading this. I'm like, how how incredible? Because I think people connect the the general idea of why people connect the the Pittsburgh cycle or the Century cycle is because mm-hmm. they take place in the same neighborhood and they're about the um, you know the African American experience in the last century, right? Yeah, yeah. But I you forget how interconnected he made this universe in all of this. It's so incredible, like how connected. Yeah all these characters are right it's totally akin to like having i mean god bringing a marvel into this but it's i was gonna say it i was gonna think it's like the marvel universe it's it's as deep and as rich and you hear lines that are said in other plays or Mm -hmm. and i don't even think it's just on on esther who's you sort of see like these threads all the way through um, yeah. There is one playwright right now who kind of who is doing something similar, and that's I don't know if you know her. Her name's um, Dominique Morisot. She wrote Pipeline that was at. Lincoln oh, I, I saw Pipeline on Broadway World uh, on uh, Broadway HD. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. He wrote that. She's sort of doing this like Detroit cycle. Actually, not even sort of. She one hundred percent is is writing a Detroit cycle. Um, I believe Pipeline is a part of it. Um, yeah, and there's a few there's a few plays that are just. I believe Detroit Detroit 67 might also be one of those. I might have that wrong, but um, she's sort of like this new age August Wilson doing a very similar structure with her work in yeah. a different part of, of, of the country. Um, and she's a genius. I've, I've done done a few scenes from her work and like just so much stuff comes out of it. I mean, I've seen Pipeline and I thought that was fantastic. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I, I do think there are parts of it that feel a little little one-dimensional or it can be done one-dimensionally if you have lesser actors doing it and i don't mean to like shit on an actor or anything like that you can't do that but you know it's it's her work is her work is it's meaty it is meaty it's great um i have a friend right now 
as we are recording this, who is watching *In American in Paris* for the first time. Oh my god! Um, you brought up Broadway oh. HD, and it's the London show is up on on it right now. Yes, man, I hadn't seen it because but, when it when it, it, has, it has the Robbie Fairchild. Yeah, the Robbie Fairchild the version. But he's he also is... he was also originally on Broadway. That's what I'm saying is he he went with it to London. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. same he, guy. He's so good in it. But go on, sorry. No, no, no. He oh my god, he's so good. He's like this. He's so I'm good like, in that and cats. And oh my god, do not even get me started on cats. I actually I might make cats. Cats I, can never should. come up on this show. Okay, I won't talk about it. Let's talk about American Paris, and one day. One day you'll I don't know you'll have to go uh, get a drink or use the bathroom and I will just babble on about it. that honestly but might I be really it because don't. you're editing these puppies and I have no control and it, and yeah. I I feel yeah. like there might be a cat segment that slips under there the has radar. been a cat segment at the end of every episode where I give you oh one fact God. you know what starting at the end of the episode without Joelle's knowledge there's going to be a cat <laughs> segment at the very end where it's just going to be me giving you a you fact too. about cats. I want to, I, I want you to talk about American Paris because I uh, adore the yeah. movie and I love the show. What are the your thoughts? The movie is incredible. Georges Balanchine's choreography still holds up. Um, so when this, th- there was a revival. I mean, of course we know the film. Some of us know the film. Liza, um, Liza Minnelli made the film. Liza Minnelli's father, Vincent, Fina- Vincent Minnelli, directed mm-hmm. the, the original film, I believe, in 1951. Um, yes. And in 2015, 2016, we were granted with we were blessed rather with an amazing revival on broadway well it was a a, it wasn't a revival it was a first staging well first staging right right um with robbie fairchild who if you don't know who that is um was the former new york city ballet principal dancer who somehow is a virtuoso an american an amazing singer and an actor um good actor he's a great actor um and even he acts through his dancing. He's just, he's a freak. He's so, so good at what he does. He can do anything. He can do ballet. He can do jazz. He can do tap. He can do hip hop. Um, anyway, he is the the lead. And go to Broadway HD right now and watch this. I mean, please do. It is so, 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 so good. I love the opening of this so fucking much. Oh. The opening ballet to this show oh is so incredible. About an American soldier who's disillusioned by the horrors he sees in world war two and then the happiness in Paris and just decides to stay. And it's done completely silent and it is fantastic. It's amazing. And the the, the staging, the the set design is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like they sort of employ these like sketches, these like large gray sketches that sort of, that sort of mimic the, the, the despair and just the feeling of being over this bullshit war and the city that has been, that is still so proud, but demoralized through through World War II and through occupation, um, and throughout you have these amazing actors. Um, the music is uh, George Gershwin, done by George Gershwin. So you're getting these like classic American standards that sound just so amazing with with an orchestra mixed with ballet and jazz and it's also some of their best songs too yeah 100 yeah, that were for, written for the movie or I, I think actually no they weren't written for the music they no, were different shows that yeah. used in the movie yes yeah 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 so you, you've got the classics you've got like i got rhythm you've got like i think you have some components of um rhapsody in blue in the 
in yeah. the score. In the ballet, especially. Especially the in the ballet. Act. Oh my God, the ballet. I can't even. Oh my God. It has my favorite Gershwin song, Stairway to Paradise. That's a great one. And that number. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Stairway the... to Paradise. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, that one is I... great. It's wonderful moment... is my favorite one. And that's yeah. in the show. There's 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 a there's a a wonderful moment in uh, the opening mm-hmm. where it's the French flag and it's on these two big like white curtains and then they they do all the the dancers just kind of whip the flag and the lighting changes just at the right moment and they yeah. become swastikas and it's so jarring and oh it's so yeah. good it is it is so visually it's such a visual treat they're totally like unafraid the designers are totally unafraid to um bend like they're totally unafraid to use technology and use the scale of the stage so you're just like swallowed in these mass this like these massive swashes of color that change because they're on a screen and they move with the sort of like contemporary art style of the time and the painting styles that were happening in paris it's just so fantastic so she my friend my best friend right now is watching that um, so I'm getting one. What's she thinking? She's like, eh, not great. No, she's like, I want to live in this. This is incredible. Oh, um, yeah. And it's great because you can see like the facial expressions up close. The camera work is really good in certain parts. Um, it's just great. It's a delight. That's what I did this week. I watched it over three nights. It was sort of like my little, my little like bedtime treat. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm going to bed. Uh, What's and then I. American and Paris? It's a mind if I do. No, please. Uh, yeah, so it's been a fun week. What else is going on this week? Oh, boy. All the nominations came out. All the nominations came out. Well, all the nominations came all out. All of them for, came out. For what we have. I feel like, speaking of World War II, I feel like we're <laughs> picking up the ashes of a <laughs> deserted country. I'm just like, all right, what we got theater-wise? Oh, it's the... Uh, the drama desk. Okay. The right. Lord, what is this? Drama the Lortel, League. Yeah, Drama League, Lortel Awards. I you think the Drama Desk Awards are the only ones where I'm genuinely like, well, Drama Desk is, drama yeah, desk fair. is real. Well, yeah. Everything else. Lortel, Lortel Awards are good. good. Yeah. I will say, I think that this, I think the off-Broadway season was really, really strong. There was some great stuff, um, which we can get into in a second. Off-Broadway show this season. What was it? Uh, Broadway Bounty Hunter with Annie Golden, book by Jason uh, Jason Sweet Tooth Williams and uh, Joey Connors did the music. Um, I saw it. I loved it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, more importantly, mm-hmm. when I saw the show, I sat uh, the seat directly behind Mark Shaman, and that. Oh, that's cool. That was great because the entire show, I was just looking at Mark Shaman, like, "What is he laughing at? What is he enjoying?" <laughs> I wanna, how, how do do I say something to Mark Shaman? Do I let Mark Shaman? I live feel like his that life? probably added to the experience of the uh, uh, the whole show. Show is the show's a lot of fun. It's one of those shows where I'm like, I can never say to someone, "Hey, I think you should watch, <laughs> listen to Broadway Bounty Hunter if you're not." If you, if you're a fan of like Joe Iconis, and I think yeah, you're gonna love right, it. Right, right, right. If you're a fan of like of of Broadway and like the Broadway jokes, you think you're gonna love it. If you're a fan of honestly '70s like black exploitation films, you're gonna fucking love it. Right. It is such a wonderful. But other than those three, honestly, very unique things. There, I don't <laughs> think there's 
Like I can't give it to, like I would yeah, never like, say hey other... Joel, I think you would like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Um right. that being said, I've been listening to the soundtrack and I fucking love the soundtrack. I'm listening again, I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. It's all funk. It's all like funk it it's all done in funk, but it's it's great. It's a, it's the plot is about Annie star it stars Annie Golden. You know Annie Golden, the actress? She's yeah, um I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it stars her playing herself, like a fictional version of herself, and she gets um hired by a league of assassins to become a bounty hunter to ki- to find a broadway producer who's a drug dealer down in south america and kill him are you serious that's yeah, the sh- that's the that plot of what the show? the show is about i fucking love annie golden um she's so, she's so funny cu- in it she's so cute on so or- cute. Orange and is the then New her Black. love interest if you don't yeah. know her what who does she oh, play yeah. in Orange is the New Black? oh i don't know i only i know her because she was who the original it? squeaky chrome in assassins She's the 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 one who's like yeah. mute. She was in on hair. Is the new black. The original company of she hair. Was in hair. Yeah, but she um she's great. The songs in it that are written for her are fantastic. The care the the next character is uh um Lazarus. I forget the guy's name. I forget his last name, but it's Lazarus who's the next lead is um the character supposed to be uh like the star of a black exploitation film, and he's like a gigantic big black man with a big deep baritone who falls in love with Annie Golden uh, even though I, I don't want to fall in love I'm not here to fall in love I'm here to kick ass and then they fall it's so funny he has a song in the in the middle of the first act that I remember sitting there going like oh shit this is musically a, like such a great song because you know it's Joe Iconis yeah. and Joe Iconis the type of songs he writes are the storytelling like cabaret songs and right. they're not for everyone, but they're definitely for me. And every song in this, that's my only issue is every song in this is like a cabaret song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a few really fun company numbers, but like when, when the show shines is when a character is left alone to their devices to just tell a moment or like to live in a second. It's so right. good. Right. Annie Golden gets a few songs that are great. The, I forget who, I, I don't know who, I forget the guy actor who plays, um, Lazarus but he has some moments that are like like fucking drop dead like piss your pants funny anyway I love that so that's the only off-roadway show I think I've seen this season I saw what quite a f- I saw quite a few uh, well not not a ton of course but I saw I saw a good amount um I saw the, the Stephen Adley Gurgis's um new work Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven oh, which was at Atlantic Theater Company Oh, how how was it? It was great. I mean, it, it was um, it was a classic Gurgis play, like so yeah, much. A bunch of Puerto Ricans. A bunch of Puerto Ricans. Um, also a lot of black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 play takes place in a halfway house. Um, Interesting. And if you have, if you are a New Yorker and you are, you have dealt with the system, and or you know what Bellevue Hospital is, or if you know yeah. like. It is. It is such a. It's such a New York play, and it felt hyper real at times, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and it, that's how and, I feel about a lot of his stuff. Oh, of course. I mean, I think that's his. That's his whole. That's his whole thing. It's. It's like yeah. in your face, real, to the point where you like don't even feel like you are at a theater. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, you're watching like reality TV almost. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, this is. This is a documentary. Um, it was it was great. It was great. I, do I think it's his best work? I do not. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I had the pleasure of being in the same room with him and heard him talking about the play and like so so many of the the actors were people who were in and around Labyrinth Theater Company and like a couple of them weren't even actors they were just in the room when the readings happened and he didn't want them to be left out and had them cast in the show and they killed it like the whole, it was so cool I mean it was like there were like three or four people in the cast who like were not actors um which was so amazing and it definitely added to the realism of it um can I, can I tangent for one second about Labyrinth Theater Company yeah tangent please I so two things about Labyrinth I used to date someone who lived a bunch a bunch uh, who lived above the Labyrinth Theater down on like fourth like 13th and like 12th Avenue are you about to give us Labyrinth Goss uh yeah I am oh my god I was not expecting. Oh my god! No, that was that was uh, unrelated. That was just like a fun little tidbit. The thing that was in high school, I was part of the Labyrinth Theater. They used to do these like twenty-four hour plays or like uh, twenty-four plays in twenty-four days, something like that. And every day they Mm -hmm. would do another, a new one act directed by people. And I was in a play called, um, written by, um, I just auditioned for it. Remember, it was very weird. I was just, I was in. They were looking for teenagers, and I was in the uh, in a in the building, uh, rehearsing for another show that I was in. Like it was part of like this, uh, um, the student production thing that I did all through high school, and mm-hmm. I just saw that they were looking for people, and they uh, they were auditioning there. And I had a I had I always carried resumes around with me just in case, and then I walked in, I auditioned, and um, one of the producers of the festival was at that. Um, was at that audition. Uh, oh, and that wow. guy was uh, dead now. So I think about that. But anyway, um, that guy was Philip Seymour Hoffman. And yeah. I, um, so I, I auditioned, I got the part and I did it. And um, I just have, I have one memory of Philip Seymour Hoffman. He did not, he didn't direct it, but he was around, you know? It wasn't around like often, but like he would come in and see how everyone was doing. And then one night, well, one day we were, we were rehearsing. It was, we only had a week to rehearse, but I was there. And then also I was kind of giving free range to go see all the other shows. So, um, I was, I was doing, we were rehearsing and the director, I, I forget, I forget, I, I feel bad. I forget who, I, who everyone else was in it just because it was a week and I was in high school. I was young anyway. Um, so the director was sitting there. Um, in the audience he was telling us what to do and he kept asking for the light to be moved because right now the light was kind of stagnant and the whole play was it was just these two kids they find an ice fishing hole in the middle of a frozen lake and they both are trying to figure out it's one um, i played the brother there was a mm-hmm. sister and they're trying to figure out what the hole could be and they're playing using their imagination what is this hole and the light <laughs> which was going to represent the hole um was too far upstage and he's like oh, i need to be downstage so it can be the center of the stage for them and the guy was like i don't know if it's i don't know if we can move it blah blah blah. and then he goes can i ask someone and then he asked someone they said yes and then the the guy wasn't going to be able to move it because it was i don't know some union thing or whatever and then i just hear from the Always back of the fucking room union thing it's like i hear i hear from the back of the room <sighs> okay i'll be the lights and then philip saber hoffman comes down after going i'll be the lights he comes down, grabbed the ladder, was pissed off. He's like, move the lights, move the lights. Here, kids. And then grabbed the ladder, walked off, and that's the last I ever saw him. Oh, my God. That's amazing. 
Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my god. I'll never forget. I'll be the lights. That's actually you sound like him. That's exactly what he sounds like, or what he sounds. Well, not like anymore. Um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's the reason. One of the reasons why I do what I do. Wow, that's such a great story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry that it's him, but yeah, I because I because I love um, Stephen Adley Gurgis so much, so much. He's I mean, one yeah. of my favorite playwrights. Um, I did just, not get a chance great. to see that show. It was but it was what really was he great. Like, what was he like in the room, you know, he has a like the room where- he has a um a little chihuahua, much oh, like so chihuahua. Good, good. So Bananas. I'm on the right. So I'm I'm Puerto Rican. Right I have a dog. I have a small dog. Well, well, Gurgis is uh, not. All I have to do is write good plays. He's not. He's not. No. He's not Latino. He's what? like white and Egyptian. He just really knows how to write the voice. I know it's a Are big. You fucking serious. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, oh I'm my totally God. serious. Um, he just knows how to write for New Yorkers, and I, I don't know. Jesus Christ! I know, I know. So he, he's he blew great. my fucking little mind. The show, the show is amazing. Um, yeah. I think I don't think it's his strongest work. I mean, I found myself often being like, okay, so what, what's, what's happening? What's happening? Um, but it was, it was great. What, what else did I see? What, what do I think? My, what do I think is strongest? Is? Yeah. What do you think? What, what, what's like your? What do you think? What do you think is his best work? Mm. It might be last days. Maybe. Have you read it? No, I'm in the middle of it. We're gonna cut this part out. I'm gonna move on. We need. To okay, move I'm on. sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. What else did I see? I saw. Um, I saw Feifu and her friends at Theater for a New Audience. I don't know if you know about oh. this play. No. Um, this is Maria. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Maria Ernez. Irene. I don't speak Spanish. Somebody can, one of two people can call in and correct me, but um, she wrote this play. Maria was like this badass Cuban um, writer Mm -hmm. uh, who wrote contemporary work, but like surrealist kind of work. Um, Queer woman. She was Susan Sontag's lover, which is. Oh, you were telling me about that. Really hot. Um, We love that. Um, and she wrote this play called Feifu and Her Friends, which is like kind of her penultimate work. And it's it's like interactive theater. So like the first the first um, act, you're sort of watching this play happen. And it's about a bunch of women who meet up for a reunion at Feifu's house. And the second part of the, the second act are a collection of four scenes that happen in a house that all happen at the exact same time. And the audience walks through the house and sees all of these scenes happen so oh, wow. they partitioned us off and this was at theater for a new audience which is um across from bam if you live in brooklyn and mm-hmm. they sort of you you came in and they gave you a bracelet and you got put into a group and each group would go to a different part of the house and watch a different scene meanwhile you're hearing all of the other scenes that you had seen um take place at the exact same time and all of them were about like queer longing or women finding their own essence who they are under sort of like the the grasp of their male counterparts um religion love it was just such a well-done show all of the actors committed out the fucking ass like it was just it was fantastic loved it um i saw a soldier's play at roundabout which is not it's not off broadway but it's broadway um 
You know, it I was heard, a play. I heard mixed things. I heard it was that a play. It was it was good good performances, but the play itself doesn't hold up. I would. I honestly would maybe say the opposite. Oh really? Yeah, I would. I would. Well, I the would. play's fine, but the performances. You know, Who was I it? it was David Allen Greer. Did it David Allen Greer, Blair Underwood, Carrie Washington's husband? I do not know his name. I'm so sorry. I'm not Kerry sorry. Washington's no one knows husband. who he is. Um, that was, and then there were a few other people, and they were really cute. Everyone looked so cute. Um, but Blair Underwood is not really a stage actor. David Allen Greer is a is an icon and a legend, so he was great. Everything else just it was fine. It was fine. It was it was, it was workable. Um, that was about it. I saw another great show called Is This a Room, which was sort of like oh, okay. your shit, which is like documentary theater. Oh, yes. Interview theater. This was like, uh, this was a live. I, I wouldn't say of... it's my shit. It's just what I. <laughs> right. I truly enjoy it. And I think, um, I think it's a good medium of theater, you know? I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of civilians. So. We but love civilians. On, we stand, etc. We stand. You that know? was it. Was a great. It was a great play. It was a. We live in New York, so you can probably hear sirens. But it was a dramatic, like retelling of Reality Winner's arrest. Reality Winner was like. She worked for the government, and she leaked Russian interference to mm-hmm. the news outlets, and this was like her arrest. And so there were just four actors. One one woman named Emily Davis, who was bloom just blew me away. She played a reality winner, and then you had like three FBI agents, and it was okay. just the four of them the whole time. Super minimal set. Set never changed. And they were dramatically, like, they were acting out this FBI transcript, and it was so fascinating. It was just, it was, wow. honestly, it might have been the best show, best off-Broadway play that I had seen. It, it just totally surprised me. Interesting. So that was great. Yeah. Anything else you've seen? Um. Yeah, but I feel like we should move on. Should we move oh, on? I mean, to what? I don't know. Oh, did you hear this week? Do I don't know if you saw this, but there's been there's been a bunch of because the stage is dead and yeah, theater Broadway, is dead. Gone. Theater is dead. Broadway's closed forever. Mm-hmm. Um. Oscar Isaac and. Marissa Tomei did a live reading of Beirut. I did see that. I was I didn't watch it, but I saw I heard about it. A friend of mine a friend of mine bought tickets. Um apparently it was great. Uh, I saw some clips. I saw some bootleg clips. I saw Oscar Isaac in Hamlet. Oh, tell me about that. Oh. He is such a good actor. You know what? I you know, I, I saw Oscar Isaac in the park. In Two Gentlemen in Verona, the musical, he's such a good singer. I, I, really, you're he, kidding man, me. Man, it, it was him, and it was Norm Lewis, and um, Renee Goldsberry, um, and someone else. There's someone else in too, but oh my god, he is because he's so much fun in that. I think I think he plays Valentine. Is that the character's name, Valentine? Um, I don't even know the show. Well, oh boy. Strap in, kids. We're about to learn. Well, wait a minute. Lesson. I actually no, just after breaking hair. news. What? Breaking, breaking news. news. Breaking news. Lincoln Center is doing speaking while we're on the topic of streaming. Lincoln Center is doing an at-home series 
Okay. And they're going to, their first show is going to be Joe Iconis with Betty Buckley <gasps> and Annie Golden. What? They're doing like a little. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. All right, great. So I could talk about Broadway Bounty Hunter some more. I hope she sings Spin the Record because that song is so beautiful. So I, I'm going to just give you fucking beat by beat Broadway Bounty Hunter now. Now you locked in. Oh, now, I was no. going to talk about fucking Two Gentlemen in Verona. You want to know the history of some show from 19... Let me hold on. I want to get it right. 1972? I think. I think it's 1972. Um, God, now I just want to talk about... Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. Calm down. Joelle, calm down. Mm-hmm. First off, before we even get uh, to um, the excitement, the excitement here. Yeah, it was 1971. So um, Hair was a huge hit. Remember Hair? Hair's a smash. The hippie one? Of course. Smash hit. Smash Broke hit. Bounded. Smash um, hit. Right after Hair, uh, Galt McDermott, who wrote the music to Hair, worked on his next show with John Grayer, the oh. great playwright. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they adapted the um, Shakespeare's Two Gentlemen in Verona into a 70s rock musical in the vein of hair. They did not change the Shakespeare of it, sort of. They added some, like, dialogue. So it's like it takes place in this weird kind of, like, hippie world, I guess. Um, I saw it won the Tony in 1971 for Best Musical. Um, but I I saw, oh, 19, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 1971. I won the musical. But it, um, I saw it in the park with, yeah, Norm Lewis. Oh, Rosario Dawson. That's who the other person was in it. You're kidding it was Rosario me. Can she Dawson. sing? She, she can sing. She's good. She played Julia. And then, yeah, it was, no. So Norm Lewis was uh, Valentine. Which Oscar Isaac him. was Proteus. I love Norm Lewis. I love his voice. Norm Lewis's voice is my fate. What a, I know. No, oh god, maybe my favorite Broadway voice. I'm obsessed. I, I, I'm obsessed with him. His voice is so good. I, I remember when I was kind of. Is this too much of a tangent? Should I pull back and then go back? I don't know. Or should I just follow the flow? What, what, what is making sense to you right now, Joelle? I think. Let's follow. Do you the have f- what? Follow flow, but do you have a question about Two Gentlemen Verona before I get lost into my thought about Norma Lewis? No. Okay. What, what is it about? Norm I don't know. It's not clear what oh, it's about. Gentlemen. Oh, it's a it's a Shakespearean play. It's one of those you know, uh, it's about two friends in uh, who who grew up not in Verona, I think. I think it's a, you're going to Verona. One of them, uh, one of them wants to be, um, uh, like a, uh, the president, the king of the world. Like he wants to go, he wants to go to the army and then be like a general and then like be respected and a politician. And the other one just wants love. So one of them goes to Verona and they just, uh, or they come from Verona. I forget they either come to Verona or they go to Verona, but they go and, um, uh, one goes and the other one stays, falls in love, decides mm-hmm. that he's not really in love with her anymore. It was, he's kind of bored now. It was more of the passion thing. Then he decides to go follow his friend and then falls in love with his friend's wife. And then uh, I don't remember Ooh. the rest. I just remember I liked it. We love that. that. Is the, yeah, it's, it's a comedy. It's like a fun, loopy comedy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the music is so... The music is so, like, 60s Broadway rock. It's great. The, the summer... <laughs> I'm going to play some right now. I'm going to play some of summer. Play a clip. But you know clip. what? I'm going to play a clip right now of that. When we get back from that. Or you know what? Hey, and we're back. Look at that. Wasn't that a fun clip, Joelle? 
Loved it. Yeah. Now I'm going to play another clip just because I remembered that I do want to play that song. But also um, in the original production, it was Raul Julia. Now, Raul Julia. Oh, my God. Raul Julia growing up for me was so fucking important. Anytime I feel like now. Now, I feel like I get that now with kind of like, the reason why I, enjoy, I love Lin-Manuel Miranda so much is just because he is Puerto Rican. <laughs> and then the music and all his qualities come second because my grandfather, because I'm half Puerto Rican, my grandfather who is Puerto Rican, anytime Raul Julia was on TV, mm-hmm. he would point to me and go, you know, he's Puerto Rican. So, <laughs> that one. That's like the, that's like the classic, you know, yeah. that's the classic pride that the grandfather was like, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, my grandfather's like, hey, you got Puerto- he's Puerto Rican. So, like, Lin Manuel Miranda comes on, and because Lynn has so many awards, there's all over the place. My grandfather, every time he sees Lynn, and because Lynn is so vocal about being Puerto Rican, my grandfather, like, always looks at me and just goes, uh oh, you know that? Uh, see that one? <laughs> he's also Puerto Rican. You know, look at mm-hmm. that. I love that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, growing up for me, Raul Julia was really big, and Raul Julia sings this song in the original production of To Gem of Verona, Like a Rose. I'm just going to put the beginning of it. It's so beautiful. Is it that? It's kiss, um, kiss from a rose. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Play it. All right. right. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Okay. So we're back. Anyway, <laughs> what? So what, where 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 are we going with this, Joel? Where's our, our our thought? I really like the idea that this is kind of a stream of consciousness consciousness about theater. But also, right. I feel like we need a question now. Like, what is a question going? I'm gonna question you right now. Well, Joel. yeah. Last well, year, our, I, I our, like... go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you finish your thought. Well, I was going to say our original intent was this: was that I was going to give my picks for some of these. Let's look at the Drama Desk Awards because some okay. of these include sure. they include Broadway and off. Yeah, sure. So let's go. Go ahead. Let's let's um. Outs- let's okay, do so... the Drama Desk. All right. So. Looking at outstanding play, we've got Cambodian rock band. I did um, not see it, but I wanted to. I wanted to as well. I didn't actually even really like hear that much about the, it. Uh, the ad would play in front of all my YouTube videos for about a month, <laughs> and I kept going, "Oh, I should go see that." And then I then no, God, I, isn't I was the locked story? inside. Isn't yeah. that the story? Yeah. So what's yeah story of my life? What's the next story one? We've got Greater Clements that was at LCT um, Lincoln okay. Center Theater. Which I feel like was like sort of this like one of the themes of this whole past season were these portraits of middle America. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There were there was the other one at second stage um, that I'm like totally blanking on now, but it was sort of these like this is the I think Lucas Lucas Nath wrote one too that was sort of mm-hmm. like that. It's just just sort of like these vignettes about the story of middle white America. I feel like oh, that always me. happens. I feel like that happens all yeah. the time. I yeah, feel like yeah. there's, there's, I feel like it's cycles where it's either we get a bunch of shows like the humans or something, where it's like a bunch of New York, old New York Jews are in a building. And then what happens to the building? And then that, that, the that's food. like a theme for about like two years or like, right, it's a conversation right. between a fucking father and daughter and mother about their things. <laughs> and that's the theme for like two or three years. And yeah. then I feel like we're in the theme right now of just like middle America is changing, but for the better. Yes. Yes. For the better. We don't need to hear it for two hours. Sorry. Go on. No, you're right though. I, I think there yeah. was, there was also one that was at Atlantic that took place in like a big box store. Uh, I think it was called Paris. It's, it's, it's all the same thing. It's sort of like, this is a changing America. Yeah. Um, 
what happens to the 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 middle man what happens to the middle class and all of this well, i feel like i feel like theater has always been a reflective surface you know i feel sure, like theater sure. is what is happening and i feel like right now what's happening is i feel like middle america is imploding on itself because of big time identity not, crisis the big time identity crisis are we going to be progressive are we going to be i know not progressive and old and racist are we going to Ugh, you know don't even get me started so- i i come from missouri um a place that Never had so much <laughs> place that had so much potential <laughs> and yet yeah you gave us paul rudd and nothing else that's well we also gave you rob riggle and we gave <laughs> you brad pitt we okay. also we also gave you who's the eric stone street uh you can uh, with two of two two of that four ain't bad you know <laughs> I like Eric Stone Street. I do. I like Eric Stone Street. I just don't particularly love when straight men take the role of gay or queer characters. Very fair. Then then win awards. That is when I get. If Jesse Tyler Ferguson won a few awards, I'd be happier. But the fact that Eric Stone Street won for playing the queer character. Okay. Anyway. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll Um, get off my soapbox. Anyway, yes, there's a sort of like whole thing in theater, or at least there was a moment in the theater season last year where you had all of these Middle America shows that were coming out. Um, I'm a little over it personally, but I don't want to be negative. You know, if yeah. it's a good story, it's a good story. Yeah. Moving on, another oh, outstanding. Listen, play. I'll see if Tracy Letts writes it. Okay, go on. <laughs> Did you did you see Little Women? Did you see Tracy Lutz in Little Women? Oh, of course I saw Tracy Lutz in Little Women. Okay, I got so great. excited with it. It's great. I love the fact that he just plays Tracy Lutz. I feel like he, he was in like two was. movies this year. He was in two <laughs> yeah. movies this year where I, I kept looking at people around me going, Oh my god, it's Tracy Lutz. And no one would no, no one. one. No one. I like, "Oh, you mean the dad? You mean the dad from uh, from Lady Bird?" I'm like, "No, no. I'm talking about the playwright who wrote Superior Donuts." Oh, yeah. That's right. The only one I like of his is Superior Donuts, which is not true. I just, that's I just that's love that. Crazy. Like, that's that's it's, crazy. It's, talk. A, it's a great play. It's a great yeah. play, but it's not his best work, obviously. No, of anyway, course not. Uh, it's all it's bug. Is it? Is it? It's not August Osage County. Oh no! It, it's August Osage. I was joking. It definitely is. Bug is very good, though. Bug is very good. Great movie um, too. Next, next outstanding play. Yes. Halfway bitches, which we we've already talked about, yep. which is great. Love that for Steven. We love that for him. Love it. We Heroes do. of Heroes of the Fourth Turning. I've never even heard of this. What is Which this one? play? Heroes of the Fourth Turning. It's the next. Nope, heard of I have never heard of that. I have heard of Playwrights Horizons, which is where it's at. Um, we love her. We love Playwrights Horizons. I have no idea what the show is. Can somebody yeah. tell me what the show is? Tweet us. Tweet us. If if you listen to this, please tell us what Heroes of the Fourth Turning is. Yeah. I've never seen it. Um, and then lastly, we have The Inheritance Ooh. by Matthew Lopez. Oh, I swear to fucking Christ. I will fucking kill myself uh, and then I'll kill you if we do not get to see Inheritance. You're right. I will take, it's only take fair. us out. All right? You take because me with I swear you. to Christ, we were planning to fucking this see it. This was our show. And we were kept, going to see it. It kept, it kept being like, oh, we'll see it in a bit. We'll see it in a bit. And now there's no God. God has left the building, Joel. And this- now we can't see it. <laughs> I saw a f- I saw two old gay men talking about it today on YouTube, and oh one of them, God. like before they started talking about it, they got misty eyed and said, 
it's our life. And then it cut to like, <gasps> a, like a thing that oh said, my God, that's the most dramatic thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, Oh, fuck me in the ass. I want to see this so bad. I just want to <laughs> see it so bad. I will, I will pay oh so much money. That's not true. I pay about 80 bucks a ticket <laughs> for see the inheritance <laughs> no, that, you know that's what that's not true at this I point will spend two hours in line at 10 a.m to go that's see right. this that's, i would even spend i would spend 80 dollars total <laughs> <laughs> i want to see it so fucking bad but at a at a cost i will kill us like i'll i'll, I'll murder suicide Take us backwards i'll suicide murder us but i will i will i i need to see this show i need i need to be open when this is all over if not yeah. i'm gonna be so fucking mad i'll be, be so mad <sighs> i, I hope it's recorded it. i want to see it so fucking bad it's it's it every even, my question is i saw where you were just going with that has it even had enough shows to be recorded oh yeah oh yeah? oh god i don't know i don't know i hope so sometimes the uh lincoln center library just yeah. does it whenever but god i if you're I listening want, to the show and you don't know what we're talking about the lincoln center oh, link should we you should tell yeah. me about this this is it's my it's my home yeah. i love it I'm, I'm there constantly there is a a yeah. library in lincoln center the lincoln center musical theater a theater arts and dance library right. where they have for performing arts uh, it's a performing arts library i think it's just what it's called um they have a um research center theater on tape and you can go and if you're researching a book a play a podcast joelle a podcast um we can go and see podcast? shows right i did you know what you know how i know that because i used to do a podcast called broken broadway where i watched the uh, broadway <laughs> flops and talked about them right and i used to go and uh I used to go to the Lincoln Center and I'd be like, oh, I have to go see, I need to see a production of Anyone Can Whistle. And they're like, have you been here seeing this show? Why do you have a mustache? I'm like, oh, it's, a, it's a real mustache, I promise. Please let me see Anyone Can Whistle again. And then they would. They're really kind. It's depending on who you get. If you get, a good, if you get, the, if you get the kind man, there's a kind man who just <laughs> loves that you love theater. And then there's What's a stern name? woman. I don't know. I don't know his name. And I've been, I've seen him for yeah. half my life because I've been going since high school. I've been going since yeah. high school and I, I've seen him. I want to say Tom. I'm going to say it's Tom. Tom, we miss you. We need you back. I love you. I miss him. I miss him so we much. I can't wait to walk back into that goddamn library. It oh is the God. happy, when I, I scatter my ashes there. Well, we the, saw. The library of performing arts there is so wonderful because they have that exhibit. Do you, yes. I took you to the exhibit, right? Oh my God. See, this is the thing I love about this, this library is that they do these, so like, they do these rotating exhibits. They have two exhibit rooms and there's one in the back that does smaller exhibits. Mm -hmm. And then they have this giant showroom where they do these giant, like really beautifully um, curated um, exhibits on performers and, or directors or writers or right. producers. And I took you to the Hal Prince one because it was just oh fantastic. So, so good. I, I hope that a lot of people, I think a lot of people got the chance to see it before. I think, it, yes. I think it actually left in march um it was uh, yeah so... I, think, I think no i think it was still i think it was supposed to be the end of march is when oh, it was going to no. be taken down yeah they do they do six they do uh six month cycles so it's up for five months and then it's down there was one uh, a jerome robbins one that was a few years ago yeah i great. missed that one which i'm bummed about um well, i loved i absolutely loved the Hal prince one it was so so good it was so, so well comprehensive done. so well done 
there were interactive elements to it. I love like the first room, you're sort of like in Hal Prince's office. Um, Hal Prince was like this extremely prolific uh, Broadway producer. Oh, you don't know who Hal Prince is. I mean, get the fuck out of here. No, get no, out of here. No, no, get, no. Get this is for everybody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, but you I can't mean, see the knife. <laughs> Put the knife down, Pat. It's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you sort of open up in his office and you can like interact with his his phone and, and his listen stuff. on the other end, and you sort of go through his life and then you in, you enter in all this room with all of these set design models of these incredible shows. You have every show that's ever been done, basically, he's produced. And there are notes and costumes and set models. And you have, like, the soundtracks of all of this work as you're walking through I was the actually street. watching a video today on Follies. Oh, and really? And a, a really great thing that, I, that, that, the, that the person I was watching is this uh, YouTube channel called uh, Old Show Queens. A really great thing they said was, the reason why Follies, Follies exists is it's because Hal Prince was the sole producer. And when Hal Prince was like, all right, uh, I'm going to direct this. And I think this is the kind of show I want to do. No one was there to be like, well, the money and we need a hit song. He was like, no, this is the art of the project. This is what I want to do. You know, it's when you, that's, that's, what, the, that's, that's what the show you want. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. really where it's so, at. So it was, um, it was a, a beautiful time together. And for you and I personally, I think that was our first yeah. um, friend date. It was. And that's the same day we saw Slave Play. <gasps> oh, my God. It yeah. was. What a magical We went day. to this very wholesome uh, Hal Prince exhibit. And then we saw Slave <laughs> Play in a matinee. And we're like, oh, fuck. And, and then we then got shit-faced in a bar. And it was great. Exactly. We got, well, we, we, we took in, like, little nips. We, we, we bought nips. If you don't do nips. this, like. This is a very, this is a very, I don't, I won't say this is a very New York thing, but this is just a thing to do if you're in New York and you're yeah. going to go to the theater, go to a liquor store, get yourself some nips, sneak them in. Yeah. Get a little, but coke, then we got to our, uh, and we realized we were dead center. And then we we're like, oh, we, we shouldn't be drunk for this. And then this play started. I'm like, and it was a slave woman comes out dancing yeah. to Rihanna. And I'm like, I really shouldn't have had anything to drink right now. I know. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I'm like trying to figure out, like, how do I take a sip without it looking like I'm drinking out of a brown paper bag in the middle of this fucking show? Like, how do I do this? Um, it was a great, that was, what a great day. What the answer is you day. don't, Joel. You just don't. You just sort of, right. I walked that, out with two full little Jack Daniels and I was like, oh, all right. You? And then we just I figured it out. I figured um, it out. <laughs> I don't think you did because I could see you in the mirror and you're just kind of slumped in a chair with your hand <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there the whole time like, listen, I can't tell you to stop because right now this is not the time in the play. No one wants to hear me say to a black woman right now, please don't do this, but God, please, oh, Joelle. God. I'm oh, losing my, my mind. I'm so sorry for everything. So it's a, such a good show. Time, I think it was the time that reminds me exactly. I I always get caught in these moments in theaters. I just mm -hmm. I just like being comfortable. I want maximum comfort. <laughs> and I saw I fucking took in a huge thing of Chipotle. I think it was into oh um, Interstellar, and I had planned the whole oh, thing out. I was like, yeah, I do that have, all the time too. I'm gonna have yeah. my Chipotle, and I had I had I got chips and guac on the side. 
I thought I you were about to say, yeah, when I saw deer in a deer on a handset, I took it some Chipotle and you know, here's oh some burritos. Can you, really can you imagine? No, I was like, I'm gonna I, I planned the whole thing out. I was like, there's gonna be some fucking space blast off, and I wanna be ready at that time. I'm gonna have my first chip ready to go in my burrito bowl. So when we no. when when Matthew McConaughey takes off into space, I'm eating. I'm like ready. Two I, hours later. Two hours later. I thought it was going to be the noisiest scene in the show. No, fucking Christopher Nolan decides I'm going to make it realistic and it's going to be silent as hell. I am. I put the chip in my mouth and I crunch and it's dead silent. Like we are lifting <laughs> off and it's dead silent. And I see just like a row of eight people turn towards my direction. And I'm sitting there with a massive bur- burrito bowl. <laughs> a whole bag of chipotle chips i'm like fuck this is where this is where we're at oh my god joel yeah oh man uh we're 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 almost at an hour and i feel like we haven't even gone through your we drama haven't even, we haven't even got through all of let's it do, let's do we did best play let's uh best play right let's what's your choice what's your pick my pick for outstanding play this is very hard because i've only seen maybe two of them one of them all right out of those two uh I'm going to give it to Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. Um, although I think it will probably most Even, can... it will most definitely go to The Inheritance by Matthew Lopez. Oh, probably. Um, um, but I love Stephen Adley Gurgis' work, and it was just so realistic, and the words bounced off the page. So that's my ooh, pick. Can I, can, I do, can I do the next one? That's yeah. Outstanding please, Music. Please, please, please. Because I've seen, I've seen two of these, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I know... A lot about two of these, and then I know a little bit about one of these. All right. Go for it. First, we got Octet at Signature Theater. Incredible. It is an AA it? meeting. Yes. It's uh, Dave Malloy. It's an acapella musical, and it is very. They, they put a cast album out. I was a background Kickstarter. Um, the the cast album doesn't do it justice because to see the show live, it's like. It's an AA meeting for people who have problems with um, uh, tech, uh, being online too much. And oh, wow. it's people talking about the difficulties of apps and like every song or every person has like a, well, I play too many fucking in-purchase games and I spent so much money on like Sugar Crush or this are people who have like who are serial daters, you know, and then like this one person has issues with just like being on Instagram and like be worshiping these people on Instagram. It's very interesting. Um, the music is is very good. The the show's great. There's some very long parts in there, like a Dave Malloy show that kind of go on for a while, where you're like, all right, where, right. where are you going with this? Right. Um, but overall, it's a very very thrilling experience. Secret Life of Bees. Uh, all I know is that Duncan Cheek did the music, and it's based on that book, Secret Life of Bees. In the, I, the uh, was it a movie or a my a mini series? It was a book. It was definitely a, it was definitely a definitely a book. I remember my grandmother had the book. I think it was all around the time like The Secret came out. It was definitely an Oprah's book club book, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I don't know much about it. I was gonna go see it and then the reviews came out and it was fine. And I just saw last season I went and saw Duncan Cheeks, uh or maybe it was even this season. Mm-hmm. I saw the Alice by Heart and it was the worst show I saw all last year. Oh wow. It was unwatchable. It was so oh, fucking that's bad. Too bad. It was so bad. The music in it, I like a lot. Right. The the book is incomprehensible, and the the staging was 
the staging for the musical number is great. The acting was was all over the place, and it was all actors I really like. Like Wesley Taylor was in it, who I adore. Heath uh, fucking what's his last name? He was so good. A bunch of people, actually, a few people who are in excuse me, uh, Alice by Heart were in <laughs> Octet. But oh, God, fascinating! It was just bad show. Oh, it's the next one. This one's fun. Soft Power. I did see Soft Power. Oh, tell um, me about it. Tell me about it. Interesting. Interesting show. Didn't completely. So it's a it's a it's a music it's a play within a, it's a musical within a play. So the play starts and the play starts with um, David Wong. What's who's the guy who wrote it? It's David Wong, David right? Henry Wong, yeah. David Henry Wong wrote it, and you know he got stabbed in the neck. No, I did not. This is real. Apparently, like right in 2015 or 2016, he got stabbed in the neck in the middle of Brooklyn. Um, and that's that's how the place. So basically, in the beginning of the play, is he gets hired by like these um chinese uh um chinese government to put on a product like a show and he doesn't want to do the kind of show they want and he gets stabbed in the neck and then when he gets stabbed in the neck the show becomes a musical about the show he wants to tell and it's about the asian experience in the lens of being a immigrant in america while donald trump is being elected and he's a man who publicly hates china and hate you and has these people who hate you for being from China. And then one of the characters is Hillary Clinton. That that aspect of the show really didn't work for me. Okay. Um, but Fair. a lot of the music really is because be- it's a genie. Um, oh, what's her name? Who did uh, Violet and Fun Home and Shrek? Genie uh, Tesori. Genie Tesori did the music to it. Genie. And then David yeah. David Henry Wong wrote the the book and lyrics. And there are some songs in there that are so fucking gorgeous and so beautifully melodic. I loved it. But um, overall, I thought the show was good. It was not great. There, it was, it was a little, um, it was a little preachy in a bad way where I Hmm. think if it was done in a different style of theater, if it was done in a more Brechtian style of theater, I thought it would have come clearer. But the fact that it was done in, like the, I, I guess the idea was like it's a, pl- a very straightforward play, and then becomes this meta musical. It didn't work. I, not not every piece of it worked, but the pieces that worked were incredible. Right, 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 right. Um, Fascinating. Uh, Strange Loop. All right, I missed out on Strange Loop, and it's one of my fucking biggest regrets. It's Larry Owen's musical. Oh, yeah, this was that playwright Horizons. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Larry Owen? I think he's incredible. I don't have any. I truly don't have any thoughts. I feel like he should be crowned Christ of the queers and we should put him on our shoulders and we should carry him into the street. I adore Larry Owens. I have, I just found, I just realized after I looked up the, uh, when, when you sent me the list of the drama desk, I didn't, I was like, Oh my God, let me see if there's a cast album. I just downloaded the cast album before we started recording. So maybe next episode I'll talk about it. Yeah. I would love that. You should, we should open with that next episode. Great. We should, I'll listen. Uh, You know what? We'll both listen and then we'll talk about it. Sounds great. Um, the next one I didn't see, even though I really enjoy the lead actor, uh, Joshua Henry, a ton. Great. I really yeah. love. I, I I I go. I'll go out of my way a lot of the times to see him and stuff. Um, but I heard the demo they put out or the, the concept album of the Wrong Man, mm-hmm. and I didn't fucking like it. Hmm. It didn't. I just didn't like it. Um. Mm-hmm. It was uh, maybe it was because it was a very thin. The, the vocally, it was just a, it was a, a very thin white guy 
but singing in a almost like a like singing for a black character and it was supposed to be like a joshua henry but what so basically it's like what yeah it's very uncomfortable yeah 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 yeah. so it was like this thing where he's like talking about in the perspective of this character who is black but it's it's like if bon iver sang fucking cole house's part in okay can i just say that is the most chaotic way i've ever heard that pronounced what cole house no, it's it's Bon Iver. Bon Iver? Oh. Well, I'm dyslexic and I've never <laughs> spoken to him. This is not a shaming thing. I, it's just different. But we're going to roll with it. Yeah, well, let me know. because um, let's Okay, so we have Revival of a Musical and we have Revival of a Play. And let's go through those last two. And I think we should... That's where we go. That's cool. where we go. Um, you do play. I'll do play, yeah. Um, okay, so the two... So, Fafu and her friends, I talked about this earlier in the show. Or if you want, you can cut this here, if you want. No, no, no. Just, we, yeah, great. We talked about it. It was fantastic. This is the one where it's the lover of... Yeah, Susan um, Sontag's real-life lover wrote this play in the 70s. And this play is like a surrealist play. We talked about it earlier. I loved it. It was truly incredible. Um, the lead in it her name is amanda stockman i believe is her name she's a friend of a friend of mine but she is truly like honestly keep an eye out for her she's a huge star like it she just fucking nailed it it was so good and the set design was joe gallon who you know joe Mm -hmm. joe is a great actor he's a good actor he's a pretty good actor he's a great actor he's a fun guy and also a, a carpenter and worked on this show so anyway oh yeah yeah very nice very good actor too yeah, he's such a sweet guy and worked on the show and made, the set was just impeccable. So super happy they nominated for out they are nominated for uh, outstanding revival of play. That was great um, for Color Girls, who's considered suicide. That was at the public. I totally missed this, which I'm. I I like the play. I know the play. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a classic. Great play. Classic. Um, classic play. I did not see this one, unfortunately. Did but I, I have a friend of mine who did who loved it. Thought it was really uh-huh. really great. Macbeth. Um, so this is the one that's set in a sorority, or it's set in like a Catholic school, right? Like I a girls' Catholic so. school. It's an all-girl production of Macbeth. I, Macbeth. I think that I think that's it. I never. I see ads for it constantly. Right, 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 right. I think it's like it's Erica Schmidt. I'm just I at the point with Shakespeare. If it's it. not, here's my thing. And as much as I, I'm at the point with Shakespeare. If it's not a radical retelling of it, I don't care. I don't want to say it. I've seen right so many versions of, of I mean, right. uh, Macbeth and Romeo and Juliet and all these other ones where if you're not doing something with the totally. material, totally. I don't care. And this is obviously they obviously did something with the material. Um, I just right. didn't, got, didn't get to see it. So I'm thing, glad though, to do it. Cause, you know, cause why I bring it up? Why I bring it up is because the next one, much to do about nothing, I did see. Well, really quick, while you say that, you do bring up a good oh. point, but. I would also say, I don't know if you saw our fave, our fave Andrew Scott did Hamlet. Oh. Um, oh. Did you see that? I saw him. I saw clips of him. Oh my God. Oh my God. His, the way he does iambic pentameter is so casual. Yeah. Where it's, um, where you forget that you're watching Shakespeare. You totally you forget. forget. You forget. You totally it, understand. Like Shakespeare is intended to, it's, it's not a posh poetry. Language. Poetry. It's poetry, oh. but it's not, it was never meant to be inaccessible. And I think because we've wanted to keep it so pure and not yeah. lose it, we've 
we've put it on this high pedestal and it was never that and he and that director i cannot i'm blanking on his name and it's actually important that we know who that is because he is sort of this new um how can i say he's sort of like this new interpreter of 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 shakespeare's text his name is Robert. I think his name is Robert Ike. Robert Robert Ike. Robert Ike. Something like that. He's okay. incredible, and the two of them just totally kill it. And it's so modern, and it's so off the cuff, and you just understand what everyone's saying. Anyway, all that is yeah. said, I totally agree with you. If you're not doing, if you're not doing something interesting with Shakespeare, we don't want to see it. Keep it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like the public, the last few years, yeah, um, the last couple of productions I've seen of the public of Shakespeare plays have just been straight adaptations and i mean like well you, you like saw it. much to do how was that yeah it was good it it's was fun. a good production mm-hmm. but um it, it it didn't like this it didn't blow my mind you know what people fuck years ago years ago they did a production of ha- of hamlet set on a cruise ship that was sinking and people fucking hated it. And it was uh, oh um, Hamlet Sh- Linklair. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think, yeah, I do. I, I remember pissed. seeing. I remember seeing that. I didn't know that that was what that was about. He, like I remember so seeing good. it. Yeah, he was so good in it, and it was such a great production. And it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite um, performances I've ever seen. Is is him as Hamlet in this production of Hamlet? And not all of it works. Not all of it works. But there is a lot of it didn't work. Honestly, people hated it. But it was it was inventive. It was new. And I'd rather see that a hundred times than see Romeo and Juliet done in old English accents. Right. I mean, it, it shouldn't be. That that never should happen again. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know. Sometimes I think sometimes we do things for the sake of doing them differently and we don't have to. I think it, I think you do them differently if it makes sense. Um yeah, and, right. and the last one's so, uh, a soldier play. A soldier's play, yeah. I just already talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, it was fine. All right, I so you would give, what would you give it? This is controversial. I think I would. I think I would give Fefu and her friends the nod. Yeah, it was just so Good. different. It was great. We needed that this year. That's what. That's my pick. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let's so last one. I'm gonna do it real quick. Because yeah. I don't want to get as violently angry as I normally do about this. Oh no! Oh Outstanding no! Outstanding revival of a musical, mm-hmm. Little Shop of Horrors, which I saw. Yeah. Um, Unsinkable Molly Brown, which I, I had was... tickets for, which yeah. I had tickets for. <sighs> oh, I know. And now it's not opening. They're done. It, it had. I think it had a, a, another two weeks, oh, and I was going to go closed. on the Thursday, and it's closed, and I'm fucking furious. I really want to see it. And then the last one is, uh, oh God, what's the name of this? I'm sorry. The name is uh, West Side Story. <laughs> West Side Story. I did see it. I did yeah. see it. And I fucking hated it. So fucking much. Flames, flames coming off the side of my face, flames. flames I hate it. Right now. You can't see it. But... So fucking much. It is so, but such is this, a self is this, because, is this because you are you are a bit of a theater purist? You're a musical theater purist. Yes. Is that, but is that safe for me to say? Outside of that, yeah. if you're, he wanted to update, but it did. He updated the production. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that, but so it's it's now it's now not the Jets aren't just white people; they are multiracial. He being Evo Van Hove. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It was so bleak, but but the Jets are now um, multiracial, and the Sharks are Puerto Rican. So now, instead of being this Polish, uh, Polish Italian Irish neighborhood that's slowly becoming Hispanic, it is now a multiracial neighborhood where some Puerto Ricans are moving in, and now everyone just hates Puerto Ricans. It loses that now. Mm. Also, I mean, there's, he took all the levity out of the show. It's so bleak. There's not a moment of happiness in the entire show. And there, there's supposed to be moments of joy. There's supposed to be moments where you really can see that Maria is happy or, or, right, or Tony right. is in love. So when it gets to the impact at the end, it you know means something. That was totally By gone. taking out all these moments... There's no right. happiness. So now it's like, well, why? Well, so they were just lusting over each other. But it's not about lust. It's about just general. It's about, it's especially West Side Story, is yeah. so much about if you just know someone who's different than you, you realize you have so much in common and there's not that many things that are different about you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if you take out the happiness and it's just the sadness, then it's like, well, no, they're just two teenagers who horny want to fuck. And that's not what that is about. <laughs> no, it's not. God, I really did not like the production. Um, there was a lot of fucking controversy, the controversy around that production, and rightly so. Um, right. Yeah. So it's I. I just I did I don't I on I saw listen I saw Company and I think Company was a much better Songheim revival of last year because Company updated the show. It wasn't set in the seventies. It was set current day. And how does social media? How would social media change Bobby? And it's so much more inventive the sets and i've seen so many productions of company and i've seen so many productions of west side story and honestly i've seen better minimalist productions of west side story mm-hmm. and i've seen better minimalist productions of i I've, I've not seen a better big budget production of company with like sets and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i hated west side story I, I i remember walking out that theater just like he so, fucking so what's what's your favorite what, what's your pick oh out of these well i hate west side story um i did not get a chance to see Unsinkable Molly Brown. And Little Shop Horrors was okay. So Little Shop Horrors wins. <laughs> By default. Um, I, so Little Groff Shop Horrors, real quick. What? How was Jonathan Groff in that? He was good. He was very good. Uh, my cool. issue with the production was they it, musically, it, they stripped it down. And I, I guess I'm just so used to the Broadway cast revival because it's the one I saw as a kid. So that was like a big orchestra. So this was a this was more stripped down, which even more from the original cast album too. Um, but Jonathan Groff is good. He he kind of he's not a great Seymour for a few reasons. One, he's just um, too he's too charming. Just his natural kind of like I'm a nerd, you know. I'm like, oh no, that's so fucking charming. Don't say it like that. Mm-hmm. Why are you so sexy when you say it like that? <laughs> you know. Uh, Christian Borel is a delight as the dentist, and he plays all the other ancillary characters. Um, Tammy Blackheart, Blackheart plays Audrey, and she was not great. She played a very grounded Audrey in a play that's not written to be grounded. It lo- it was very weird oh, where you had yeah uh, I, yeah I know exactly you know what I'm talking about. I totally so she know was doing. 
So she was doing like a very grounded performance of like, what would Audrey be like for real? And then you have um, Jonathan Groff, who's doing, you know, his best kind of nerdy guy. But the problem with, with the part of Seymour is that like Seymour, Seymour is best when he is played by a thinner, like a, like a smaller, like nerdy. So it kind of came off as a little, the whole production kind of felt like, oh, we're all, it kind of felt like karaoke. You know, very good karaoke. Sure. You know, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was fun. I took my mom. We had a we had a good time. Um, my mother had a blast. So that's all that matters. It's it's all. But the thing with 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 I with sh- with a show like Little Shop of Horrors, I know all the words. It's one of those shows I grew up with where I'm just like obsessed over. And I think it's for a lot of people, especially because of that movie. You know, I don't know about yeah. for you, but I, I know a lot of people who I am friends with and performers who Little Shop of Horrors is like. I mean, it's it's like it's cult status, obviously. But mm-hmm. I mean, people have like really gravitated to it. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it's like a, it's a formative point of most people's lives. Yeah, like definitely. Especially in the theater world. I remember going to my first like screening. That's the one, right, yeah. where they do the V and shit on on your head, and no, that's uh, what is that's, that? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I'm not the target. One, hey, listen, one has a one has a transvestite, one has a killer plant, but both right. of them have love. You know. You um. All right, so. I, I we we, we got to what we're gonna get to. This was this was um this was a, a, a fun episode, I think. Uh rambly, but a fun episode. Very interesting if you know us. Um <laughs> only if you know us. Um yeah, I mean it was great to review what happened this year. Yeah. Uh we're gonna have fun next week. We're gonna have a great time next week. Uh we're gonna listen to some cast albums. That'll be fun. We're gonna listen to cast albums also. Hollywood is coming out on Netflix, so we're gonna. We're gonna oh watch fuck! That. Yeah, we're gonna watch Hollywood, and then we're gonna talk about that. I okay. literally, and then we'll also forget about Larry Owens. All right. Uh, good. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Joel. Goodbye, Pat. It's been a fun. Time oh, real, real quick before I forget. And now here's Pat's Cats Minute. Oh no 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 no! Mr. Foley